0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Human Capital Institute's 9 to Thrive HR. I'm Alan Mellish, and I'm your host. Before we get started, I want to remind everyone to rate and subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Smart Radio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by HCI's People Analytics for HR Certification course. Learn more about the course at www.hci.org forward slash P-A-H-R. My guest today is Cindy Ketzel, uh, HCI faculty member here. Uh, Cindy, welcome to night Thrive.
1: Hi, Alan. I'm happy to be here.
0: Wonderful. So let's dive right in. And uh, I want to talk about what does advancing people analytics capabilities do for an organization?
1: Yeah, you know, when, when you ask me that question, the first thing that comes to mind is really value with an exclamation point, right? So human resources is traditionally seen as a valued part of an organization already. And advancing those people analytics capabilities really will help to showcase the great work of the HR function, what folks are already doing. And I, I really believe, this is this is something I, I stand firmly on, is I believe that People analytics and being able to show data really provides us with a black and white canvas that depicts the impact of those HR initiatives to the bottom line. And look, Alan, I mean, that's that is the bottom line. Right. We organizations want to see where we are reducing costs and increasing revenue. And and just to bring it a little bit back to HCI. Um, teaching several classes with them, we regularly preach that assuring those HR initiatives are always in alignment to the organization's strategy. So if you tie that back to the people analytics projects, building those capabilities, this will always assure that our people strategy or the organization's people strategy is that ultimate chasm chasm, chasm, is it chasm to move that org forward. So I really think that those are some great points to why we build those people analytics capabilities in our organization.
0: Absolutely, and uh, and by the way, I have the same struggle with the word vase. Is it vase or vase? Right. If if it gets above a certain price point, it becomes a vase. (laughs)
1: vase. Yeah, yeah. It becomes (laughs) a vase when it
0: gets over a hundred dollars. But under a hundred dollars, it's just a vase. I
1: have a lot of vases. Vases.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, So that was that's a great level set to to look at why HR needs to care about this, why organizations need to care about this, because we are, you know, there's a lot of people like you say, there's a lot of people doing great work, but it's hard to make the case for doing continued investment or you know defending the investment that's already there when you can't back it up with numbers that go back to the bottom line, right? So this leads me into the next uh, the next question. Why does the typical HR professional need to upskill themselves in these data and analytics skills?
1: You know, here's the thing. Departments and organizations have been using this black and white canvas or data to show relevance to an organization timelessly. Right, So we as an HR, and I keep saying we because I associate as being an HR professional also, but we need to be highlighted as being just as relevant as those other departments that are already using data and analytics. Um, I think, you know, the other piece to this is, is that analytic projects, analytics projects really span that life cycle of talent. We often refer to a talent cycle or the life cycle of talent. Um, And just, I've been reading some research on HCI. I do it to prepare for my classes, of course. And recently I was just, I caught an article that mentioned that the majority of data projects in organizations over the last two years, those top Projects have been related to workforce planning, learning and development and engagement, right? So that is the heart of what we're doing in HR. And HR is seen as, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but we are the experts in the workforce. We're the experts in the people part of our organization. So imagine how powerful that would be to bring together this knowledge of data and analytics again, building that black and white canvas with that expertise in in our life cycle of the talent or our workforce.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and I think that's a great point. It's a it's a adding another superpower or another uh, another member of the Justice League to the you know the HR Justice League or whatever you want to call it, but or the Avengers, but the. The idea that you're bringing in the analytics is just another way to, um, uh, those skills are another way to not just do the work, do the analytics, but also for the average HR person who might not be doing um, really deep, deep uh, data mining and analysis, it's probably a really good idea for them to be able to at least be fluent in in data and analytics and be able to look at something uh, look at a uh, look at some findings critically and ask better questions because they have that knowledge of how um uh, of how data works and how to how to think about it
1: yeah and Alan is just to add alan as you said you know thinking avengers that anecdote brought me to thinking about it's another it's a cape right it's another cape h r professionals wear so many hats, and this just adds to their skill proficiency
0: absolutely. Um, so you know, we're talking about why that why all this is important. So, what are some of the best ways to learn these skills? What are some successes that you've seen in your own work?
1: Yeah, so you know, I'm I'm traditionally I've been a learning and development in that realm for so many years, sitting under that HR uh profession. And and so for me, I and I say this to my classes all the time, regardless if it's my PA class or any other HCI class. Put those skills into action. You know, I don't expect after two days or three days in a classroom that you're going to go back and everything is going to change, but find something, find a nugget, right? Move the needle just a little bit by working with your business leaders, partnering with your business leaders. I've even have had participants say, hey, we're going to test this out in our HR team. Right. So find something in that content, that people analytics content to create a data project, create a pilot, find a small win. Just move that needle just a little bit. And I, Ellen, I had mentioned to you, I had been digging through some research and something else that I had found in one of our white pages with HCI is that 50% of organizations are building analytics, the analytics skill within their own talent pool, right? So that means the other 50%, they're buying, borrowing, or even utilizing in contract. This gives a really, I think, an upper hand to our organizations and to our HR professionals in those organizations that they want to support, and the data that we collected shows this, they want to just sh- support those opportunities to seek out continuous learning. So that's really, for me, what's those best ways to learn, put it into action, you know, find ways to leverage your business leader relationships, find ways to leverage the, uh, those initiatives on your team. But you ask about successes, and, I, and I've really been thinking a lot about that. And to speak about it a little bit more broadly, I think what gets me most jazzed is when I hear from professionals that their organization is actually at the point of transforming and recognizing that need. For people analytics, because to me, and it relates to that first part of your question, what's the best way to learn? This means that my organization is supporting the need for those resources, like taking train, you know, going through a training like the HCIPA class. It means that they're supporting integration of technology or level setting with their technology platform. It means they're supporting time to support, education, data governance, all those pieces that are put together so that our uh, HR professionals that are taking on and, and building those capabilities have the support to do that in their organization.
0: Excellent. Excellent. And what do you personally like about facilitating our HCI courses, in particular, the people analytics for HR one?
1: What I always say, it's my participants. It's the people that take the HCI classes. Truly amazing, right? I mean, diversity in terms of industry, diversity in terms of skill level. Like, it's just such a wide range. You've got 20 people, whether virtually or sitting in a classroom, Everybody's coming with a different experience, and surely I learn from them every time also. So, you know, definitely that's one uh, definitely takeaway for me in terms of, of the HCI courses, but specifically when I think about, because we're talking about people analytics, specifically when I do think about this PA class, I think Uh, You know, it's a a couple of things for me. One, it's being able to introduce tools and models, providing a true visual for our participants to start to um, really be able to relate to what it is that we're doing with these analytics projects. Um, And I think the other piece that I really get a lot out of in teaching the people analytics or the PA class is talking to groups about simply looking around your organization, scour your organization to determine what data are we already collecting? Get out of the HR space. What are our operations groups? What's quality assurance collecting? Look around your organization, build an ecosystem of data, right? Build that infrastructure. And while you're doing that, you're also somewhat creating a more intimate relationship with those business partners in terms of, hey, we've got a relationship. Let me look at, I'll show you my data, you show me yours type of a thing, right? Just to get some um, synthesis there with uh, sharing of that information. So those are probably, and I could probably go on and I won't, but those are a few of the things that I really uh, love about uh, teaching HCI courses and specifically this PA course.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think as you were talking about the courses in general, um, I was uh, that's one of the great things about both the the courses and events and, uh, and anything that we do where uh, it's people gathering together is that you're not only getting the benefit of the person who's up on stage clicking through the slides, but also you're getting the benefit of the people that are all around you and learning from uh, you know learning what's going on in this industry or being able to make a suggestion that helps uh, somebody else who's just starting on their journey and you're maybe a little bit further along and and just making those uh, those contacts and networking and all of that is really i think I, I don't know that it's undervalued but maybe people don't see the value in that of just getting out of getting out of your organization and seeing what other people are doing and learning from that is is really huge i think
1: yeah, and Alan, just to add to that, and I and I probably should have mentioned this earlier, but my goal every time I step, whether it's a virtual classroom, which I think people are surprised at how valuable a virtual classroom can be, I know folks want to hold on to the physical experience. I, there's value in both, but my goal when I step into a classroom, whether a virtual or a physical classroom, is to make sure that the folks in that room have networked with one another have created a relationship, even in that short term with one another. And it makes my heart happy when I walk out of that room and I'm hearing them, Hey, let's stay together on LinkedIn. Hey, let's, uh, you know, like, just let's connect, let's share. One of my classes um, I, it was several months later, but one of my classes I had gotten an email from one of the participants And she happened to say, yeah, we've all been chatting and sharing about our journey since the class. And it had probably been about a good six months. So you're absolutely right. It is an undervalued, unexpected sometimes resource of now you've got these, you know, 18, 19 other people in your classroom that you uh, can now network with.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time, Cindy. Once again, everybody, if this discussion was of interest to you, take the next step and go to hci.org forward slash PAHR to see our live and virtual class offerings. And uh, for all ideas related to talent management and HR, check out the Human Capital Institute at hci.org. And once again, don't forget to rate this podcast and subscribe to it wherever you get your audio online fodder. And until next time, I'm Alan Mellish.